You're listening to the Diary Discoveries podcast brought to you by Sally'sDiaries.com. Now here's your hosts, Sally Ivey and Jeff Richards. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Diary Discoveries. We are now in the November episode for Violet's Diary. And we just covered a really big episode, for me, that is, and that was October. It was one of my most exciting ones to do. There was so much that happened, and it was incredible. I mean, Vic being shot and killed. At the very beginning. Yeah. And then so much more. And we are still looking for that. Yeah, it is really kind of, uh, uh, I'm not going to say bothersome, because there's been a lot of things that have come up with the diary, and perhaps some of you are noticing as we are, as we've been going along, there's some things that aren't quite adding up. But there are some things that are lining up perfectly. It's just a mystery. We've talked about this several times, you and I. When we first started this diary, you know, we had not really researched it. I had read it quite a few times. But then we started researching, and as we did, there were some inconsistencies, Mm -hmm. including not being able to find Violet herself. But then there were some things that we found out that kind of blew me away, which we'll share later, but it only added to the excitement of this diary for me. Our last episode after the December one is going to be a wrap-up discussion, and we're going to talk about all the things that we've learned. We're going to bring up the different theories, and we'll have a chance to go over all of this with you, and I think we'll have some fun with it. And not to pat myself on the back, honestly, but... It's shown me that 36 years of reading other people's diaries, there's a lot I have learned and I've had to pull out of my library and my mind of different things that I've learned reading vintage diaries. And that's come to play, too, with reading Violet's diary. Absolutely. I've been learning a ton as well. And the things – I was just thinking today, all of the things that I have learned that I didn't know before just from reading this diary. For example, like – you said, when was that, Lindbergh? I said, 1932. Yes. And it's like, okay. I mean, and these are just small little things. and But where we have gone with this to try to reconcile some of the things that Violet wrote in the diary have broadened my education. And, you know, all the people that have been emailing us and asking questions, because it's helped us with our research also. Yes, our staff is small. It's <laughs> <laughs> so small. I hope we never came across that we knew everything and that we're just kind of spouting off here. We're on this discovery journey with you. We just happen to have the diary in front of us to read. So we're able to know what's coming and look for it. But there it is. And you know what I'm hoping? That one day, somewhere, at some time that this diary is now out there, somebody's going to come forward and know more about Violet and this diary. I think so. I do too. So that, oh my gosh, that'll be a fun moment. Right. And so that brings up a point. If you're out there with questions, or if you've had thoughts and you'd like to share them, we're going to try to bring up as many of your ideas as well as our own in that last episode. Please write to us at diarydiscoveries at gmail.com, and then we can get those in and include them. So yeah. Here we you go. You want to get into November? Start right now? Let's do. All right, here we go. 
Friday, November 2nd. Baked, laundry hung, linens out, had B.T. and Mrs. A. in for dinner and cards. Fun evening. Laughed and laughed. Saturday, November 3rd. S. brought twins over. Sun warm. Sat on front porch. Peeled apples for pie and enjoyed the day and company. Sunday, November 4th. Lazy day. Kay and I read, went to town, baked apple pies. Detective D. stopped in to check on me. He is aces in Kay's mind and tells me to pursue. Not ready for another so-called boyfriend. Monday, November 5th. Kay asked out to dinner. Told her to go enjoy. GT is the town handyman. There isn't anything he can't repair. Good to know with a house this size. We'll repair the back stairs next week. Wednesday, November 7th. Worked until 5 p.m. Not used to working such long hours. Tired, took bath, ate small meal in front of fireplace. Listened to the radio. Bed early. Kay made bread. She is just a ball of energy. So you may recall from earlier episodes, Kay's sister, S, had twins named Stefan and Stephanie. And they were born on September 11th. And on November 3rd, Violet writes that S brought twins over. Sun warm, set out front porch, peeled apples for pie, and enjoyed the day and company. So, the twins. We have their names and we have their date of birth. And... We have listeners in Australia, Joe and her daughter, Lila, who wrote an email asking, well, we know the date of birth and we know their names. Have you been able to find them? Which was an excellent suggestion. We looked and had been looking and no, we cannot find record of them yet. There we go again. Another one. And a set of twins. Boy and girl. Which just keep in mind that comes into play later on, set of twins. Boy and girl. Let's just put that in the suspicious file. So we've now got a file (laughs) called the suspicious file. We've had it for a while. Yes. A file with things that we do know happened and are true. And a file, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not out there, like you said, you know, before. But we have not found Stefan and Stephanie born September 11th, 1934. We even looked all over Vermont. So there you go. Well, and... I will admit to being a rookie at this. Sally is not. She is major leagues on finding people and doing the research. So I don't know what to say other than we'll keep looking. We're trying to find them. There could be reasons. There's there's so many possibilities, and that's part of the problem, is that there are so many possibilities of why we can't find certain things. There really are. You know, even though Ancestry is big, I mean, it's one of the best websites you could go to as far as genealogical research. And I belong to two different ones. They're still not complete. Mm-hmm. Newspapers are still not complete as far as uh, digital archives. Right. As we just found out with the prison, and they're still trying to get some of their records digitalized. So we know records aren't complete yet. There's some of the reasons, but it is very odd. Well, and another thing I'd like to comment on is that Violet mentioned listening to the radio. And just in the research we've been doing, I've been going through the Bennington Banner 
on newspapers.com. And I love finding these incredible old stories and things that are happening. And one of the things I noticed in looking through the paper was they had all of the radio shows and stations listed out for like radio for the day, radio for the week kind of thing. And so radio was a huge part of people's lives back then. It was almost like it was the TV guide kind of thing, but all the radio shows. And bigger than the movies. Movies, you know, I mean, talkies and stuff like that. And they were just pretty much getting started. So radio was a big deal. It really was. Yeah. I remember my sister and I with Orson Welles and War of the Worlds. Now, I'm not going back that far. I'm not saying I'm that old. But it was so well known as far as some people listening to the radio, a lot of them thought when they heard that, that the world was really ending and taken over by aliens because Orson Welles did such an incredible job on the radio with that. Yeah, it was a main source of information for people. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on. Friday, November 9th, Detective D came to house with a bunch of posies. He was so boyish when handing them to me and asked if I would go out to dinner. How could I refuse? Saturday, November 10th, Great time with Detective D. We never stopped talking. Not one word about Vic. Just family, friends, work. Seemed like we have known each other for years. I feel comfortable and safe. That is not to say at the first opportunity I get, I'll seduce him. Shame on me. Sunday, November 11th. Kay went to North Adams with GT. She likes him a lot. After the year we have had with men, I am surprised either of us stating. We swore we would not get entangled again. Yet here we are. Monday, November 12th. Back to work full time. Not sure this is what I want either. I enjoy my freedom. And with my hidden money, I don't need to work so hard. Tuesday, November 13th. Kay had dinner done when I got home stew. She had tables set so beautiful. Just because we aren't eating high off the hog doesn't mean we have to be slobs. Thursday, November 15th. Snowed heavily. Laundry, dusted, scrubbed the bathroom. Took to my room with a headache. Friday, November 16th. Detective D took me to see human bondage with Betty Davis. Held my hand. Stopped for a bite at diner after. Saturday, November 17th. Detective D took me on a sleigh ride. So cold. But with his arm around me, I was warm. He kissed me, and I felt tingling down my spine. Not to mention the stirring in my private parts. I almost fainted. Sunday, November 18th. Flurried. Winter almost here. Put away my fall wardrobes and out with the winter. Hung my winter coat out on porch to get the smell of mothballs out. Wednesday, November 21st. Took K, B, and T to New York City. Rode train and saw premiere of Anything Goes with Ethel Merman. We had a marvelous time. So festive in the city. The money. Here we go again. The money. The money always comes into play November 12th. I enjoy my freedom with my hidden money. I don't need to work so hard. So we now know Violet is going to be using and keeping that money. Mm -hmm. She stated it right there. And that would be 
A source of freedom. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the money. And then we know she's got something going on with Detective D. Without saying anything, she certainly does. (laughs) Yes, she does. Well, I like when she wrote, that is not to say at the first opportunity I get, I'll seduce him. Shame on me. Mm -hmm. And she had capitalized shame on me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. So he's saved her. Yeah. You know, he, um, in the midst of all this trauma that she was having and going through with Vic, he's kind of been her knight in shining armor. Yeah. A stabilizing force. Yes. So yes. go Detective D. <laughs> right. Well, now let's talk about the movie. Yeah. The movies. There's several to talk about, actually. Right. There's two that she mentions, Human Bondage. And uh, that was with Betty Davis. Mm -hmm. And then she also mentions the one at the end. She rode with, uh, or she goes to New York City to see Anything Goes, the premiere with Ethel Merman. But that also brings us to Bridget, another gal that's been emailing us. And she talked about the entry in October where Violet said she went to the movies. She talked about Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Yes. Well, guess what? Here we go. Suspicious file. Those two did not do a movie together until 1937. And then Robert sent us a poster, a movie poster, and it was from the theater. What was this theater called? The General Stark Theater. For that day. And it wasn't a Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland show. No. She could have gone somewhere else. But again, those two did not do a movie until then. So there's our suspicious file. Right. And again, there are so many possibilities. And I think, did somebody else email us and write about, is it possible that, is that Bridget? That yes. she saw, okay, she saw a movie and maybe confused the actors. Maybe it was a Mickey Rooney movie and she just thought it was Judy Garland. Or was there maybe one of those movie reels? Like, preview? Yeah, the news. Or, yeah, a preview. That would have been a good right thing. Right before. Yeah, a possibility. So, you know, again, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen or what she's writing didn't occur, but we're finding some inconsistencies. Here's the very interesting thing as far as consistencies. I mean, some of them get extremely specific. So on November 21st, she goes, took K, B, and T to New York City, rode train and saw premiere of Anything Goes with Ethel Merman. We had a marvelous time, so festive in the city. So I did some research on that. I found out the original Broadway production of the Cole Porter, Guy Bolton, and P.G. Woodhouse musical comedy, Anything Goes, at the Alvin Theater in New York City. Opened on November 21st, 1934, and it ran for 420 performances, and that was with Ethel Merman. So she was there at the premiere. Exactly. The specific date. And that just makes my mind go, that was a very difficult thing for me to find. It wasn't just anywhere. Because you were looking for a movie. Of anything goes, because that's what we thought, is that she went to another movie. And the movie and musical with Ethel Merman, she did it again, did not happen until 1936. And at first, when I saw that, I went, oh, another inconsistency. But then I see the premiere of the Broadway. 
And there are some things that are so specific in this diary that that's why it's really throwing us off a bit. Yes. So there you have it with the movies. And that shows you just how deep we're going into this. Right. And with the help of listeners out there like Bridget, more things are being brought to our attention. So everybody keep writing in. We need you. (laughs) We do need you. I'd be telling a lie. What a terrible lie. If I told you that I didn't love you. Thursday, November 22nd, Thanksgiving Day. Watched the parade, but bitterly cold. Took train home. Gobble, gobble. Friday, November 23rd, got home late, slept in, ironed, unpacked, laundry, answered some letters. Kay made a huge pot of soup, ate by fireplace, bed early. Saturday, November 24th. Snowed all day. Watched the deer in the yard. Feel like a cold coming on. Took a nap. No energy. Cold getting worse. Sunday, November 25th. In bed with head cold. Kay waiting on me hand and foot. What would I do without her? Sneeze, cough, honk, cough, sniffle. Monday, November 26th. Still sick. Could not work today. Temp of 102 degrees. Feel horrible. Wednesday, November 28th. Starting to feel better. Can get up and move around. Very tired by afternoon. Red in the tub. Detective D stopped by, but Kay told him I was sick. Thursday, November 29th, Detective D brought me chicken soup. How thoughtful of him. Was advised to put mustard pack on chest to draw out cold. Just the thought makes me sick. Friday, November 30th, cold almost gone. Feel much better. B and T stopped over, played cards for a while, then I went to bed. Violet wrote on November 22nd that... They watched the parade, but it was bitterly cold. Took train home. Gobble, gobble. She wrote boo for Halloween and gobble, gobble for Thanksgiving. Right. It's just kind of cute. It is. Uh, so in doing our fact checking. We got to. To lessen the load of the suspicious file. <laughs> we checked. Did they actually have a parade in New York City in 1934 for Thanksgiving? They did. In fact, we learned that the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade took place in 1924. And it wasn't a Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was supposed to be like a Christmas parade that would whet the appetites of consumers for a holiday shopping feast. At some point, they changed the name of it to be the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And here's an interesting little tidbit, and this is off History Com. In New York, however, the only Thanksgiving parade that had previously passed through the city streets was its peculiar tradition of children painting their faces and donning tattered clothes to masquerade as ragamuffins, who asked anything for Thanksgiving as they went door to door asking for pennies, apples, and pieces of candy. 
like a little carryover from Halloween. Yeah, and I find it very interesting. That's 1924, you said? Yeah, it was when the first Macy's parade started. But before that, they had that tradition Mm -hmm. of the ragamuffins. And in, what, five years, the Great Depression is Mm -hmm. going to start. Makes me wonder about the parades then and and what they did. I mean, such a crazy time. But one of the photos you brought up was a balloon. It turns out that in 1934, this was the very first year that a Mickey Mouse balloon went down the parade route. And it was introduced at this parade. Yeah. I found this on chipandcompany.com, and it says it was New York City, 1934, and Mickey Mouse was about to make his grand debut in the Macy's Santa Claus Parade, now Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The first Mickey Mouse balloon was a collaborative effort between Walt Disney and Macy's Tony Sarg, who years earlier applied the principles of marionette puppetry to invent the type of parade balloons we know today. This Mickey was easily one of the biggest that Disney had produced yet, hand-painted and measuring in at 40 feet tall. I have never been to one of those parades in person to see the balloons, but I always watch them on TV. You know, you're always watching Oh, yeah, and they're huge. Huge. And now, today, they're ginormous. But that's yeah, a... That, that's also huge. That's it. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. Well, and... That's a great fact. Well, yeah. And here's another little fun fact. That Mickey had a star on his chest, and that was a nod to the Macy's logo. So, Violet and her friends... We're in the crowd. They could have seen the debut of Mickey Mouse. They saw the premiere of Anything Goes with Ethel Merman. What a trip. What a Thanksgiving Day weekend in New York City. So she's been to New York City twice now since Vic has passed away. Once she visited the spot where he was shot. Went on a little bit of a shopping spree. (laughs) Shopping spree at Saks. And then back to New York. You know, she's got the money. Took in the premiere, took her friends. Yeah, life's good. Life is good for her. And Detective D has taken really good care of her because she's sick. Yeah. So that's a good way to end November. Well, at least Violet is not so much concerned about being killed or having strangers stop by the house. All kinds of weird occurrences. That's a big deal when you can say that. Yeah. You're not worried about being killed, you know, (laughs) by a gangster. Uh Uh-huh. Really. Oh, my gosh. So... One more month to go, and that will end the chapter in Violet's life. Well, it will end the chapter of the diary. It will, but it's not going to end the chapter in my life. I was just telling you this today. This is going to go on until I get answers. It really is. I go through every diary that I read and study it thoroughly until I'm fairly satisfied. And that's when I decide whether to keep it in my private collection or whether to decide to, you know, sell it, get it back to the family or whatever. This one, she's got me going, and I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's something. We've set the stage. We have a month to go, and then we'll do our final wrap-up and share a lot of things with you all. And perhaps somebody out there is going to know something, and, you know, more answers will come up. And I have to say this about the final wrap-up. It's going to be very interesting, surprising from what I'm thinking about this diary and some things that I have found that are very exciting to me and your theory you've been developing my theory I've been developing it's a good one it is and as my son again said a preponderance of evidence so (laughs) you gotta just hear what we're thinking and 
come with an open mind. It's been fun. It's right. been fun. And we have to say this, Violet ends off her diary with some pretty interesting entries. The very last one. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, we'll see you next week. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can do that at diarydiscoveries at gmail.com.